You're listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode number 54. Before we jump into today's show, let's quickly chat taxes. Tis the season, after all. Today's episode is sponsored by the wonderful people at Tax Act, providing affordable digital and downloadable tax software, who makes navigating the world of tax and finance manageable. It's a tool that can make life easier when it comes to tax season and the whole year, actually. Whether you're a blogger, YouTuber, independent contractor, photographer, or any kind of influencer or freelancer, taxes are usually overwhelming, especially in your first year or two on your own. Been there. But it doesn't have to be something that you dread and push off until the very last day. Again, been there. You see, when I made the jump to running my own business, I had very little knowledge of where to begin. That left me with underestimating how much I'd owe, constantly stressing and feeling uneducated, and quite frankly, a hot mess in terms of how to organize my expenses. Are you nodding your head and currently in the same boat? (laughs) If so, the amazing tool that is Tax Act is here to help. Tax Act lets you run your hustle while seamlessly keeping things in order for you. From helping you calculate and pay your quarterly estimated payments to providing a variety of self-employment resources, they assist with all things tax. With Tax Act, taxes don't need to be this major frustration. In fact, it takes most of the guesswork and small tasks out of your hands. Hallelujah! So if you're ready to say goodbye to worrisome tax questions, want to maximize your deductions, have zero clue where to start, or simply seek to improve your already knowledgeable tax skills, then Tax Acts can make a blessing in your business, all from the comfort of your phone or desktop, might I add, and for a very responsible price. So be sure to visit my friends at Tax Act and see how they can help your business and influence from here on out. Last week, we had Lauren Fields on to talk about the product side of influencing. Heading up licensing at digital brand products, Lauren and her team have worked with influencers like Something Navy and Cupcakes and Cashmere on their product lines. So if you're thinking about launching a product, you don't want to miss that episode. This week, we're talking to someone who will majorly inspire anyone out there thinking about jumping into the influencer world, and more specifically, the monster platform that is YouTube. That is right, guys. Today, we are talking to Erica Vieira, who is going to be helping us kind of navigate how to find that something special and to stand out in a crowd. You don't want to miss it. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Hello, influencers, and welcome to today's episode. I am talking to someone who will majorly inspire anyone out there thinking about jumping into the influencer world today, and more specifically, the monster platform that is YouTube. Miss Erica Vieira has become the go-to girl for new YouTubers or any content creators looking to dip their toes into that playing field. Host of the top-rated content creator strategy podcast, Beauty in the Vlog, which also happens to be a website full of informative blog posts 
Post and Tools for Influencers, Erica's mission is to help women succeed in their digital careers. And the list of people she's worked with and helped along the way is quite impressive, which we will get to in a moment. From real estate success to clothing designers to YouTube mentor and magic maker, not to mention the mother of two young children, Erica takes her skills for building successful brands and hones in on YouTube and influencer growth, sharing them the tools and logistics it takes to make it online and stay there, and sharing those same tips with all of us today. With YouTube being the second largest search engine in the entire world and 2018 looking like the year of YouTube, I know that you guys will love this episode. So let's welcome Erica. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, Julie. I love that intro. Like, girl, can I steal that? (laughs) Yes, you can. Of course you can. It it is yours. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so, so much. I'm so excited to be here. I love your podcast, Julie, and I just think we're going to have a lot of fun today. I think that we are. I know that we are actually. Um, yeah. So I know that, you know, beauty and the vlog is the number one destination for online video influencers in that beauty, fashion, fitness, motherhood, DIY, and lifestyle, lifestyle space. Um, you cover so many strategies, tactical tips, behind the scenes, tricks of the trade, all of that amazing stuff that really made you successful and your efforts online and when you were growing your YouTube. Could you kind of take us back to how all all of this got started for you and then how you ended up where you are today and, and with you now having this successful podcast that you have. Yeah. So, uh, gosh, I mean, it's like thinking way back on where was my headspace at that time. But I, like you mentioned in the intro, I have a background in business, commercial real estate, and then I started a clothing line. Um, I'm here in Los Angeles. So my sister and I uh, manufactured licensed apparel for women. So you'd be able to find the clothing uh, at the local stadiums, like at the Staples Center for the Kings, the Clippers, the Lakers, and we work for universities like Stanford and UCLA and all these places like that, anything that had licensed apparel. So that's, you know, that's my background. And I did the sales and marketing for all that. And then at the same time, I've always loved the platform of YouTube. I just think it's an amazing place for people to express themselves. And there's just no barrier to entry. Like back in the day, I mean, I think you and I are roughly the same age. Like there wasn't YouTube back when I was growing up or in high school or anything like that. And I feel like if there was, I would totally have taken advantage of that and been on there and, you know, done whatever crazy things I want to do. I was into musical theater at the time. So I probably would have done that. And so I just, think that the the YouTube platform is an incredible opportunity for people that have talents and just so many things that that they can just hop on and have millions of people see that. Whereas before they had to literally move to New York or LA to showcase their personalities and their talent talents and somehow get onto you know TV or movies or something like that. And the odds were highly stacked against them. So I just love the YouTube platform. At the same time, I absolutely love beauty. It wasn't something I ever went into for my career, but I just love makeup. I mean, Gosh, like I, you know, like I said, I did musical theater growing up and I just always love one of my best memories is going to the mat counter. My mom took me when I was in high school and, you know, putting the makeup. I'm like, oh my God, this false eyelashes is amazing. So I always love makeup. So I stumbled across kind of the YouTube world like a few years ago. I remember like the first video I saw was Candy Johnson. I was looking up something on how to do makeup for Cleopatra for Halloween. And I found Candy Johnson and she, for those of you listening, I mean, she's like OG when it comes. She's she's like the first beauty vlogger I ever saw. Me too. She was like, I was like, oh my, I watched the video and I'm like, 
oh my God, like, this is amazing. And then like, I went down the rabbit hole and I watched all her videos and then I started watching other people. So I just got really into like just watching YouTube and I loved it. And then at the same time, it was like all these different things. I love podcasts. I love inspirational podcasts. I love listening to people and their journeys and their stories. And it always motivated me as an entrepreneur and business owner to listen to other people and just see, you know, how they got there. And so I got the idea just because I was kind of put the two things together. Like I love these YouTube and I saw that, you know, these are going to be the next celebrities. And this was, you know, when I started thinking about it, it was maybe like four-ish years ago. So, you know, these people are going to be the next celebrities. You know, they, these are going to be the people that people are going to be interested in. And they have fascinating stories, I'm sure. Like, how it's like a girl next door deciding to hop onto their computer film something and then now they have millions of people watching them i mean it's incredible that journey so i was like you know i just want to start i'm going to start a podcast i'm just like interview these people we'll see who decides to be on the show it was just very casual i just like email people like hey i'm a fan i would love to interview you and like i had like so many responses people were so awesome so then i launched a podcast it was a couple years ago and then i was super into podcasts and like at the same time i'm some business and doing my own thing but the podcast is always just a fun thing and then over time it just kind of built up I got this awesome loyal audience people loved it people would message me and be like I'm so inspired I love listening to these stories I mean I had people on the show like gosh I can't even like I had over 120 influencers on the show and so I've had tons of people that just that leave these incredible stories so I had so many people reaching out to me and I had companies wanting to work with me so I'm like wow this seems to be something like people really really love and then over time too because I'm just kind of in that community just because people see me as an authority because I interview people and I go to different events uh I was asked a lot of times from the people that I met and also even the people that I interviewed people that have hundreds of thousands of subscribers like hey you know can you give me some feedback on this or that? Because I have that marketing and sales experience, like 10 plus at this point, like 12 plus years of just hardcore marketing and sales. I mean, back in commercial real estate, hardcore, it was like old school, throw a book in front of me like girl make 60 to 80 cold calls a day, you know? And so it's, I had the serious sales and marketing experience and then having my own brand. So I would help a lot of these influencers with that aspect of thing, just how they present themselves on camera, uh, how almost they sell themselves, not necessarily sell something, but sell themselves. They're talents, their strengths. I help them find what they're really good at, things that were really obvious to me, but they're like, I don't know. It doesn't seem that cool. I'm like, girl, you got to do that. So I started helping people and word got out. And then um, I got more people asking me like, Hey, you know, can you help me out? I'm like, sure. You know? And then over time, I'm like, okay, I, I can't just be doing this. I should, I just should offer this as a service. So I threw it out there on the podcast. I'm like, Hey guys, uh, if anybody wants to work with me, you know, I'm charging X, Y, Z. If you're interested, send me an email. You know, it's just like throwing it out there and see what happens. And I got a bunch of responses. A bunch of people were interested. And, and I was like, sure. So I just, you know, I started working with people one-on-one -on -one just as a coaching. And then it was, that was maybe, okay. So that was like a year ago. That was a year ago when I did that. And then from there, I had some awesome success stories. I mean, I had a few girls that went up to 100,000 YouTube subscribers. A couple of people like quit their jobs and were able to do YouTube full time. I had another one who she literally grew to like 300,000 YouTube subscribers in less than six months. And she's like, I credit like our conversation. You changed my life. So it gave me the motivation and inspiration and the confidence. So you're like, wow, this is, look, I got these amazing success stories. Like, let me, let me 
Maybe this is something I should really do. So actually, like fast forward to today, I actually have a boot camp, which I'm in the middle of right now. I'm just so pumped about. We got almost, gosh, almost like 75 people in there. I, I think of it as like a YouTube incubator. People are in there anywhere from like zero to like, you know, 300, 400,000 plus subscribers. And they're all in there wanting to improve their YouTube channels. And, you know, it's a course and there's, uh, there's just so much going on. We have special guests, we have uh, accountability groups. So it's just like a whole, just a 90 day program of, um, basically to like, for some people just to start the YouTube channel and for other people it's to, to grow and get, you know, hit their goals on YouTube. So long story short. <laughs> yes. And it's just, I love how you were able to really diversify and innovate into all of these different tracks and really were able to kind of build an influence in a brand within another brand, within another brand. Yeah. And, and I think that the reason why that has been so successful for you is because you're coming from this place of service and you're really coming from this place of wanting to educate those around you because you know that the, that, that the more that they do, the better that they grow, the, the better that they're able to kind of step into to their passions and what they want to do, the better it's really going to help you and the industry as a whole. So I think that that's just such an, an a testament to your willingness to really help those around you and to really ha- help the YouTube community grow into a much more successful space as well. Yeah, no, I love that you said that because it it's true in a way in that I, I didn't start it with the intention of having this as a business. It was more of a hobby. And it it's something that over time, it's funny, like, I'm sure you experience this yourself as you, you get into this world of trying to figure out what you want to do. You know, I'm in my, my thirties now I have the two kids and I've had incredible success when it comes to to business, but there's always something that was kind of missing for me. You know, I mean, I sold commercial, I mean, I sold a hundred, like tons of of commercial real estate. I I did really well in that space and, and it was great. You know, I was, I was doing well, I was making a lot of money, but there was always part of it that was kind of missing. So then when I just started doing this as a hobby, and then when people started really uh, coming to me for help, I wanted, I wanted to help them. It was so, um, it was so fulfilling to me. And I wasn't making any money on this, you know, at the beginning, it was like, I want to help you. Like, I see you have this incredible talent. I see you are, you, you're so good, but do please do A, B, and C, and, and trust me, if you do that, you'll you'll do well. And people were just and, and people in the YouTube space, I mean, it's it's a beast of a platform. It, there is so much to it, and there's a lot of information out there when it comes to the um, aesthetics of YouTube, you know, and like making it look beautiful. When it comes to the editing and the filming and the technology, and then also the SEO and all that, but what people were still struggling with, even people that had a couple hundred thousand subscribers, it's like, you know, I just, I don't know what videos to do. I don't know how I feel. Like it's like their confidence. And, and it's like, well, let me, let me help you. Let me figure that out. Okay. I see you're doing this and that. And, and that was just, it was awesome to see the change. It was just for some of the people I work with, I mean, their lives changed. They were able to quit their jobs. Now they do YouTube full time. Now they have business opportunities. And it is, I always believe, and this is what I tell people too, that I teach in the boot camp is it's the same. It's like the reverse thing. Like if you're an influencer and you're going to go onto YouTube, it's not a selfish thing. It's not, I want to go onto YouTube because I want to be a YouTube superstar. It's like, how are you going to serve people? Like how, what are you going to put out there that is going to make people's lives better? And how can you, how can you use your talents, your, your knowledge, your experience to help people? And you have to come from that perspective versus I want to start a YouTube channel and I want to be really big. Because if you come from that, in this day and age, you, you won't get anywhere. 
it's yeah I mean it's kind of a dead end it's well I call it's like a it's like a Mm cul-de-sac right like you go and then there's just kind of like nowhere to go from there um the more that you're able to position yourself as a platform that's here to really lift up the people that are behind you and take them to that next level with you the more the more influence you're going to have, the more powerful your message is going to be. And I think that you do such a fantastic job of that, um, for sure. Thank you. And yeah, it's also has to do also with community. Because uh, like mm. you kind of said the, the thing of a cul-de-sac, like when I think about that is, you know, there are people that are able to get onto YouTube and they, they are able to go viral. Like they're, they just, they picked on a topic that was really incredible, right? They, it, was, it was something that was going on, it was trending and they were able to create a video that somehow went viral. And that happens and people will like, you know, they'll get some subscribers from that, but then then nothing happens. You know, they'll start putting out more videos and they're just stuck. And it's because they don't have a community because they didn't come from that place of service. Like they got lucky and that happens on YouTube. You know, sometimes that people will be on there kind of doing whatever casually and then something pops and then they'll have have all these eyes on you. But if you are not coming from that place of service and you haven't been doing that all along, it's almost like a lost opportunity because you might not get as many subscribers. Like if you were able to get that viral video Video, you, you probably won't get as many subscribers because people might be like, huh, who's this person? Or what else have they going on? And they see in your channels like, Mm-mm. they're like, yeah, I'm not going to subscribe. But if they go and they look and they say, wow, this person looks like, you know, they might not have a ton of subscribers, but they look like they're really into it. And I saw some of their other videos. Okay, I'll subscribe. So it's like you said, that cool side, you can go only so, you can go so far. You can without having, say, coming from service, like you can get some places, but you're just going to end up right back from where you started. Absolutely. And I love that you touched on community because I think that that is such an important part. And then part of that community or, or the, you know, a lot of reasons why I see why people sometimes have a hard time cultivating a community is because they haven't, they don't know their why. Yes. They yeah. haven't clearly defined that. And I remember asking you about, you know, mistakes that you may see people within the YouTube community or just influencers in general making. And you, you talked about that. You said, you know, not really being clear on their purpose, just kind of going online because they love hair and makeup and not realizing that they really need to present their talents, their perspectives and their background and really have that clearly defined why. And and when people can clearly define that and show that, that's kind of what separates the the doers from the leaders, really. And so I would love if you could, if you could kind of dive into that a little bit more for us and and share with us how you were able to clearly define your why and any kind of tips that you may be able to give influencers that are listening today on how they can better clearly define their why. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. That is one of the biggest mistakes that I see is people not connecting with their why. It is so important because a lot of people will get onto YouTube and they have say a passion for something, you know, they're like, Oh, I really love makeup or, you know, they say, Oh, I have this niche and you know, I I can talk about this, but if they don't really connect with their why, then they'll end up losing steam. It's especially in makeup and fashion and those types of niche niches niche it's almost like a weird word to pronounce those types of niches it's uh, it's easy to get lost because there's so much competition out there so being connected with your why helps you be centered and will allow that 
connection, that's actually what results in a confidence and a charisma on screen. And it's mm. people that are really connected. So I see people all the time, right? That because people are like, oh, there's so many people out there in makeup and beauty or uh, DIY or even motherhood or whatever. But I see people all the time that decide to start a YouTube channel a few months ago and they're far surpassed people that have been on there for a few years. Like why, why is that? You know, there's a lot of different factors, but a lot of it has to do with being so connected to that. Why? Because YouTube is a very, it's, it's, it's a very vulnerable platform in a way. Like you, you can't hide behind anything. Like it's all you, right? Your personality, your, even your energy, everything comes across on the camera and viewers don't, they can't, they can't say like, Oh, you know why? It's because she's so like connected with her. Why? That's why I love her. You know, people don't, they don't see that. But the reality is it's people that are so connected to it. It, it ends up resulting in that enthusiasm, that energy and that charisma that draws people in and that gets mm. people wanting to watch them again and again. And so the one thing I always ask people too, like if you are not so excited and passionate about your why, then how can you expect, and why you're doing this, how can you expect anybody out there to feel the same way about you and your content? You've got to be connected to that. And here's one thing too, people love watching other people that have that just passion and just that really, uh, that confidence and that results with being like I said being connected to your why so it mm. is so so important to do that and you know to answer your question on how how to do that it is I mean it's definitely like I put together like a whole uh, program in my boot camp on like you know going through it's like a series of questions and 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 asking people questions um, and I you know to for your listeners, for some help, I would say one thing to really do is just to spend some time like reflecting and journaling, like before you go on and go into the filming aspect of things, like really, you know, ask yourself these questions. Like what, what about me is, you know, what about me is special? Like what about me, um, in my life have I felt really excited like I'm nothing to do with you know your niche or YouTube channel but what in life like really excites me like when was the last time I, I cried and why did I cry and, and was it happy tears like when was the last time that I just felt so incredibly excited like you need to be just connected with just who you are as a person so like we go through this like a whole process of, of all that in the boot camp but just you know for your listeners it's like really like start asking yourself these like hard questions and uh, you know a really good resource too that I love and I refer to all the time is a book called start with why that's an awesome book and he talks all about the importance of why and he has a little exercises and things too so I definitely suggest checking that out also it's by Simon Sinek Thank you for that, for that book recommendation. Cause I, I love it when guests come on and they share, you know, what's really helped them and, and give, give the, the guests, um, the listeners, a, some takeaways. And I definitely want to make sure that we chat about your boot camp too, and, and can direct them to that as well. I do have like a freebie that I can give you guys. And it's kind of like a nice workbook that can work through this whole issue of like why and figuring it out uh, for you guys for a freebie too. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we will definitely take that. Um, and I'll make sure to, to note that to, um, to the audience at the end. Okay, cool. 
All right. So one of the things I definitely wanted to talk to you about, because you had mentioned connection so much as well, um, I would love to know what, if you can pinpoint one, what is one podcast episode, one podcast interview, or one blog post that you've you know written that's been a part of your community that has made the biggest impact on you because you saw the biggest impact that it made on your audience? Oh, that's a good question. Kai, and I've had like over a hundred episodes. So <laughs> so many. There's been so many. And so many of them I just love them. The guests have been amazing. But you know, one that really stands out to me, one guest that was just really amazing because of her just catapult to YouTube fame is her name is Amber Scholl. And she, when I interviewed her, she I think she had like a couple hundred, I think she had like 300,000 subscribers. And then, but she got those subscribers like very quickly. And then she has now over a million, like less than a year. Like she has grown so fast and she has such a loyal audience and such like that community we talked about. And it was just her energy about it. She was just so, so refreshing because what happens in YouTube is that it is, it is a hard platform to master. You know, people are on there for years and years and it can be very difficult. I mean, there's a lot of competition on YouTube and, you know, it's one thing for people that have been on it for a while and they have their base of people and, and, uh, and they understand the algorithm. They understand what works on YouTube, but for people just starting out, it's, it can be very, very difficult. And it's so refreshing because she was just so excited about the platform and so excited about being on YouTube. And my audience, just love that episode. I mean, it's one of my most downloaded episodes. People talk about it all the time. People say, oh my God, oh, that's how I discovered Amber. She's amazing. She was so inspiring. And it just, it got me wanting to like get up and go and just go and grab my camera and shoot. So that was one that was just super, just inspirational and people loved it. And, and you know what, as I'm talking, another one too, if I can mention it, a second one is um, a recent podcast episode I had with uh, Emma from Emzotic. And that one for me hit really close to home because she was one of my students from the beginning. She's someone that came to me who had like less than a thousand subscribers. And then we worked together and then she grew to, and she just celebrated, you know, 300,000 YouTube subscribers in less than a year. And she did a two-parter and it was amazing. I mean, same thing. She was just so excited about the platform and she had so much advice for people and, you know, people, she's like, don't give up. This is an amazing place to be. And that was, it was very personal to me because, you know, I was able to change her life and that, that's what it's all about. So. I love those examples. Um, thank you for that. And if anyone that's listening that wants to dive into that, I encourage you to do so and to go take a listen to those episodes. Um, one of the things that I also asked you about strategy, mm-hmm. um, I asked you kind of what have you tried in the past um, that has not worked or what, what do you kind of wish that you would have done? And how are you trying to overcome that now? And you said to me, and I can't wait to talk about this because um, I'm such a firm believer in list building. Um, You said that you wish that you had started building your email list when you first started your podcast. So I would love for you to kind of dive into this, you know, your why of why you said this, why you feel this way and the importance of what you have found an email list to be and how that has changed, you know, your business and how you connect with your community. Yeah. So 
like I mentioned before, you know, I started the podcast as just a fun thing. You know, I just wasn't thinking it was going to be a business. I thought it was a great way to meet other people and get connected to the community. So I didn't build a list and, and I just released episodes and, you know, people find them great. <laughs> so there wasn't a lot of strategy behind it. And and also because I had you know my my business and all that with the clothing line and all that I had a lot of things going on so I didn't pay much attention to it but I ended up taking a break from the podcast when I after I had my first child and I took I think like three or four months off just because you know maternity and all that I just like eh, I want to enjoy this time and then you know I lost a lot of my people <laughs> and I was like okay like I'm back <laughs> I hope you guys are still subscribed and um I'm like oh and I, in retrospect I understand now but at the time I was like okay now I realize if I had been building an email list I could have told people directly hey guys yeah, I'm back, you know, and I could have been communicating while I was on maternity leave. Yes, I do that on my Instagram and all that. And but uh, an email list is such a it's so great because you own it. You're not uh, relying on an algorithm uh, to make sure that people see it or tell people put your notification on. So when it comes to an email, you have complete control over it. And I could have been communicating with people throughout my maternity leave and and letting them know just updates and things like that. And when I came back. So I pretty much had to kind of come back and build up from scratch uh, when I came back from that. And, um, and yeah, and, and since, you know, since I started really working my email list, which actually wasn't that long ago, which maybe it was like, gosh, like a four months ago, like not that long ago that I started saying, okay, I'm going to really like crack down and build up the email list. And uh, it's been great because now that's how I marketed the, this boot camp is through the email list. Yes, I use the podcast and Instagram, but emails are so effective uh, when it comes to just giving people information and uh, and you know getting them interested in a program. Um, I completely agree. Um, I also, and I know that you you agree to to what I'm also about to say with really, you know, the email list is one of the only few things that we can really claim ownership over. You know, it's really the only thing that we own. We don't own our Instagram feeds. We don't even really own our website at the end of the day because we don't own the, the <laughs> servers. Yeah. You know, the servers could shut down. Um, so I love that you that you dove into that and that you really kind of shared how it can help because I feel like that email lists and list building is, is, um, especially in, in the blogger vlogger space, mm -hmm. it's something that just tends to kind of be overlooked. Totally overlooked. Um, especially, yeah. I mean, I think even more so in the YouTube space. Yeah. Like yeah. Cause you're so focused on the content creation and, and really kind of building the community on YouTube yes. that you're not really thinking about, okay, now how do I growth hack this? Like, how do I get them from the YouTube platform to these other platforms totally. um, and into my email list? Um, and and it, like people that have a lot of YouTube subscribers, I mean, they don't have email lists. It's not something that is really, um, people just don't do it. And I do encourage people to always, I always talk about that on my podcast and things like that. Like an email list is important. Uh, because you, like you said, it's the only thing that you have control over. And if say Instagram, I mean, everyone's just freaking out about the Instagram algorithm all the time and same thing in YouTube, they're always changing things and they're demonetizing the, the videos, all that stuff. And it, it just further reminds you that, that you are held 
hostage to this platform. Yes, you have a lot of freedom and independence and it's more free than, you know, being an employer for something else, but still, you still are held to this platform and whatever choices that they make. So having Absolutely. that email list is like your lifeline in case that, totally case is. that, that platform goes away. Yes, it does. Um, I wanted to see, cause I know that you've given us so much a fantastic roadmap already with all of the great um, tips that you shared. But I want to kind of talk about if you could like, and I know this is kind of like a loaded question, but you know, either it's, you know, generally speaking or tactically speaking, if someone is listening today and they have been wanting to start a YouTube channel and they literally either out of fear or out of time, they haven't done it yet. They either don't have the time to do it. And really why they don't have the time to do it is because they don't know how to do mm-hmm. it. Is there a few steps, whether it's three or five, or, or maybe you have some kind of magic process here for the, for those listening today, how they could essentially start a YouTube. And then I would also love to know maybe some mistakes that beginners tend to make and how they could avoid those mistakes, if at all possible. Okay. There's a, there's a few parts there and I do want to get to to everyone. Um, One of the things that I do suggest to people who because there's, there's different things. If it's people who are not want to get on YouTube because they're kind of scared to be on camera, and that that's different than people who don't want to get on because they're just overwhelmed by the platform. For the people that don't, who are a little intimidated by YouTube, what I encourage those people to do is to start using live streaming a little bit more. So, you know, it's really easy in Instagram just to hop on and just do Instagram stories. Get yourself comfortable in front of the camera. Feel like, get that that idea of talking to people, you know, talking to a camera. Get comfortable because a lot of people, they're like, oh, I want to do the YouTube thing, but I just like, oh, the idea of being on camera. So like, just go into your Instagram, even if it's just like, even if you don't have a big following there, that's even better. And just uh, mentally get yourself used to being in front of a camera and talking casually and, and, and don't let that block you when you get started on YouTube. So that's like the one thing I tell people who are just scared of like the whole like camera thing. I mean, you can even do, there's so many places now that you can go live. You can go on Facebook, you can go on YouTube live, or you can go on Instagram and Periscope. I don't, you know, I haven't been on Periscope for a while, but there's lots of ways now that you can go live and just practice doing that. Um, especially if you even have like, if you already have a following, say somewhere else, like on Instagram, then start off by doing lives. And then, and then you'll get a sense too of like how that can help further your community also. And then when, if you're, for the person who wants that, but they're just, they, they want to be on YouTube, but they're like overwhelmed, then, um, I do recommend, I do have like a system that I tell people to do. And, you know, the first thing is, you know, connect with your why, which is what we already talked about. And then the second thing is to really figure out your niche. Like niche, niching down on YouTube is really, really important. And, you know, if you are, say, a makeup person, you're like, makeup's my niche. It's like, no, no, make, makeup's not your niche because you will not separate yourself from the pack by, uh, coming up by, by having makeup as your niche. You can talk about makeup, but figure out a way that you can bring something fresh and new to the table. And maybe you can serve an underserved group of people within the makeup niche. Or maybe you can do something like combine a niche. You can combine two different things and that makes for a really good niche. And so you know, definitely think about you know what you want to talk, you know, talk about niche-wise and niche down if you can 
can as much as possible. And the reason why it's so important to niche down, it's there's a multiple reasons. Is one, it really helps you figure out uh, what content to create. You're not chasing the latest fad. You're not chasing the latest trending video because that doesn't serve your niche. And and also that's the other reason why being connected with your why is so important because your why also serves as a filter in which you make decisions for everything. And then your niche serves as a filter in which you make decisions on what type of content to produce. So it just kind of makes your life easier when you just say, okay, I'm just going to go for this niche. And a lot of people get scared of niching themselves too much. And they're like, yeah, but I, I love that, but I love this too. And I don't only want to talk about this. And so what my general rule of thumb is that pick a niche, try and get specific, but you know, you can still experiment. So I'd say like 70% of your videos should be your niche, but the other 30% go for it. Just do whatever you feel would still be um, connected to your why. It still has to uh, be a result of your why, but also that you think maybe your audience might enjoy and it doesn't have to be that niche just because you just also never know what's going to hit on YouTube. You just don't know. And you might end up finding a cool new series. So, and I don't want people to feel stuck being in that niche. So definitely coming up with your niche. And then the next thing I always say is from that is coming up with your avatar, which is figuring out who your audience is. So this is kind of getting deeper into that whole beginning step of figuring out, okay, what kind of content am I going to create on YouTube? So it's like, start with your why, figure out your niche, and then come up with your avatar. And avatar is basically like your perfect viewer. Like imagine that exact person who's going to be sitting down, super pumped and super excited to watch your video. And that just really helps you when it comes to creating the content. And then also like just becoming like relating to the camera, because you can imagine that person just listening to that other side. And it just really helps you be real and connecting with your audience. So although they're not like super exciting things, like it's not like, oh, I'm going to go out and buy a camera. These are elements that are just really, really important that you start off with at the beginning because it's just, you could end up doing all the other things. Like, and it's very important. The technology is important. The quality is really important. But if you don't do that initial homework of figuring out your why, figuring out your niche, then your content will be flat. You won't be able to have that spark or that it factor, which is what I talked about at that beginning, that charisma that will bring people in. And once you really connect with your why and you figure out your niche, then you can easily learn the technology side. Like that's easy to learn. There, there's tons of classes. You can go to your local community college. You can do tons of videos online. You can learn that. But if you don't figure out that beginning step, then all the rest of it will just, it'll just fall flat and it'll be working really, really hard and not getting anywhere. I think that that happens time and time again. And we kind of get into this cycle of just overworking ourselves and really mm -hmm. just spending so much time instead of really using it effectively to get us to that next step. So I think that having a really good strategy in place mm -hmm. of like, okay, these are kind of, these are kind of the goals for the, for the first you know, X amount of weeks or, or the first quarter, the first three months, these are the goals for the second quarter. Mm -hmm. um, if I don't see changes here, I may test kind of this thing out. I think that it's so important to um, really kind of hone in on some of those things that you just mentioned, because I think that 
you know, it's, it's so easy to kind of get stuck in that cycle, right. Of just, it, it really is. And with, with YouTube, there's so many moving parts, right? I mean, you've got to make sure your thumbnails are on point. Like thumbnails are so important. Like they're just, they're, they're more important than I think people give, get credit for. Thumbnails are so important. You got to make sure your intro is just on point. The quality is on point. You, there's a lot of moving parts and it can be really easy to get just overwhelmed and discouraged on YouTube. And that's why I go back to like, bring connected to the why because that will if, if you're just like if you know why you're doing this and you know without a shadow of the doubt you need to be on youtube and you need to be doing this that's what will keep you motivated like that's what will be like okay you know what i'm just gonna try this again i'm gonna make a few changes like you said i'm gonna make a few changes i'm gonna do it again otherwise it's very easy to get discouraged on the youtube platform and that's another reason why you know i love podcasts i love what you're doing i have my podcast because it really does help to hear stories of inspiration and people that are really doing it and even within the boot camp it's like we have you know motivational things going on and accountability and all that because it's just it's a I mean it's a lot of work to have a YouTube channel I mean you if you're if you're one person show one woman show I mean you're the content creator you're the editor you are the the camera person you're the talent you're you know you're also doing your own hair and makeup and you're figuring out the lighting I mean you're you're doing and in the marketing and all that afterwards I mean it's it's a lot to it. And so it just helps to have a community and it helps to just really, really know why you're doing this. And I think that that's, cause you, you hit it too, that it's like, if you really don't love it, mm-hmm. don't do it. I don't know how successful, yeah, you're going to be at it because it's going to become more of this chore than it is something that you really find the joy in. Exactly. exactly. And yeah. And, and especially because with YouTube, I mean, it is such a beast. You really do have to love it. It is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. A lot of things go into it. But the ones who really do love it and who really do tend to thrive in that space and in that work and in that element do tend to shine. And the success on YouTube, it's even sweeter. Like it's, once you hit success on YouTube, there are so many amazing opportunities that can come from that. It's not, mm-hmm. I mean, I see YouTube as a means to an end because you can use YouTube as a way to do so many things. Like, you know, some of the people in my program last year are looking at possible book deals and clothing lines. And there's a lot of things that having that influence on YouTube can bring you. And so it's so much work to get there. But once you get there, it's just, it's an, it's an incredible place to be. So, you know, it's not, it's like anything. It's like, there's got to be a lot of blood, sweat, and tears before you get to that point. And that's no different with you two. And I would love for you to dive into your boot camp a little bit. For those who may be listening and, and who don't know a lot about it or who want to kind of explore it, can you kind of share with us what would be expected by being a part of that boot camp? Sure. So the boot camp is a 60 to 90 day program. People elect whether they want to do 60 days or 90 days. And each week there's a different topic that's discussed. And we have accountability groups. So you're assigned to a like six or seven person accountability group. And, and part of the way, and I have, there's a lot of different components to this boot camp because I feel that they're all just really important. So, and in addition to the accountability groups, there's our private Facebook group where we have Facebook lives. I'm in there. I have a uh, special guests in there, like uh, big time YouTubers in there, people that in there talking about SEO, talking about cameras, things like that. And those are live sessions where people can ask questions and you know there's workbooks and video lessons and things like that so it's just so it's just a whole kind of 
program of all these different moving parts uh, to help people with their YouTube channel. And what I love, I mean, I love all parts of it, but I think the accountability is really awesome because as much as you can be super motivated and excited, being an influencer, and you know this, Julie, being an influencer should be a very lonely space, especially if you don't live in like, say, an influencer hub like LA or New York or something like that. And you haven't had an opportunity to connect with other people. So it can be kind of a lonely endeavor. And having other people that are going through your same struggles and they're going through the same thing, it's really, it really helps in um, moving you towards your goals. Like there was some statistic and I can't remember what it was, but I think it's something like um, if you are setting goals and you have somebody that, uh, an accountability partner, you're like something like 60 something percent more likely to accomplish their goals. And then an even more interesting statistic is that uh, it's something like you're 90 something percent more likely to accomplish that goal if you have an actual appointment with that accountability partner. So having accountability is just so huge, um, especially doing something like a YouTube channel or even a blog or Instagram or you know being an influencer because you're your own boss. You don't have anybody telling you what to do. You don't have technically any deadlines unless you're working with a brand and they you know set those for you. So you have to be really self motivated and set those up yourself. So I'm a big believer in a lot of mindset things, accountability, and things like that. And we do talk a lot about that in the in the boot camp because it's it's really really important um, to just to continue to have that. I mean, it, it doesn't stop when you, you know, receive that silver play button. I mean, that, that continues on always that, that, uh, that accountability and that just like filling your brain with positivity and mindset things. I love that. And I love that you offer that, you know, the, the accountability partner and someone to really kind of stand by you, check in on you, um, you know, call you out if you need it and really just to kind of be that support for you along on the journey. I think that that's great. Um, and I also know that you have an amazing freebie to offer us today, which I am so excited about. And I would love if you could share with us, um, share with the, the listeners today, what they can expect from that freebie. And then I will make sure to let them know where they can find it. Awesome. And Julie, one thing, like I totally forgot that was like the main part of boot camp is I do one-on-one sessions with people. So I do strategy sessions and I um, meet with them one-on-one one over you know over Skype or whatever and I evaluate their channels go deep I tell them like it is like I do not hold any punches I will say like girl you got to change that like that's a ugly thumbnail or, you know, I'll tell them what they need to know because I just feel like, like I've said before, it's people work and I want to give credit to all the YouTubers out there because people work really hard. It's not like, it's not a lack of, of wanting it or motivation. It's like people working really hard, but a lot of people are just spinning their wheels. They're spinning their wheels because, and, and because they're just not connecting with people. They're not creating content that's being seen or being searched. So I, that's my favorite part of it is being able to sit down with people one-on-one, work with them on their YouTube channels, give them a, um, a strategy that they can use, changes that they can make. So that's a big part of the, the boot camp as well. And I totally forgot to mention that. And to the freebie thing, yes, I'm, I'm excited about this. We um, talked earlier about uh, connecting with your why and how to do it. And it's one thing for me to tell you like, okay, journal. <laughs> but I do have a freebie that walks you through it. There's questions and things like that. So um, I can, I don't know how you're going to do it, Julie, if you're going to give a link or I should. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. 
I'll make sure to give okay. them a link at the end of this and then um, make sure to also have it on the blog post as well. Yeah, it's like, I think it's like 20 something pages. Like it's a nice little workbook. So definitely like go through it. It'll walk you through the steps of discovering your why, finding your niche, your avatar and all those things that aren't as fun as going out and buying a camera, but are super important when it comes to not just starting a YouTube channel. This is just like influence in general, like Instagram, a blog, whatever it is. This is just going to apply to any of them. That's amazing. Thank you so much for offering that. Um, I want you to make sure that whoever is out there that wants to find you, wants to start learning more about what you do, where can they find you? Where can they start following you? And where can they listen to your podcast? So it's Beauty in the Vlog. That's vlog with a V as in Victor. So Beauty in the Vlog. Uh, you can find that on Instagram. I have a Facebook group, Beauty in the Vlog. It's super active, amazing creators in there. Uh, but everything, like my website is the hub, beautyinthevlog.com. And you can find the podcast there. That's Beauty in the Vlog. And yeah, so I'm just Beauty in the Vlog everywhere. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so before we wrap this up, I want to ask you one question that I ask every guest that comes on the show. And that is, what does influence mean to you? Oh, I love this question. Because I love this question just because everybody has so many different interpretations of it. And then they're all amazing interpretations. So I think this is such a good question. And for me, influence is inspiring positive action and change through your own talents, your own passions and your own knowledge. I love that. That's such a great answer. Well, if you want to dive in deeper to some of the amazing tactical takeaways and strategies that Miss Erica laid out for us today, getting the insights to everything YouTube, everything growing a brand, make sure to head over to the influencerpodcast.com forward slash 52, where you will get my show notes. You will get links to everything that she mentioned today, where you can find her today, her amazing book recommend recommendation that she had. And then of course, the awesome freebie that she is offering for us there. So make sure to head over to the influencerpodcast.com forward slash five two for all of those goodies. And Erica, again, thank you so, so much for coming on today. I love diving into this. I loved hearing your thoughts and your wisdom. And thank you so much for just bringing just a ton of joy into our day today. Thank you, Julie. This was so fun. And thank you for having me. I love what you're doing here with the Influencer Podcast. I mean, I love podcasts that are inspiring and it's amazing. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Are you ready to create your own industry-leading influence? For show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com where you can find out more about this week's episode, guest, and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.